0: Matthew six thirty three, but seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Thank you for listening and being a part of season three of Seeking the Kingdom podcast. This is where we discuss biblical topics and we take live calls with prayer requests and testimonies. God willing, we plan to have a new episode for you every Saturday morning, and we pray that by listening to these podcast sermons, your faith would increase. And that we would grow together as one in the body of Christ. God bless. Praise the Lord and praise God. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Seeking the Kingdom podcast. Tonight's episode is Season 3, Episode 8, titled Store Up the Blessings, Follow the Fire. Tonight we're joined by uh, a few of our co workers at Kingdom of God Ministry. Uh, Thomas and Michael uh, Thank you gentlemen for being a part of tonight's program Um, You guys are blessed and highly favored by the Lord And we uh, love that you guys are always uh, Willing to be a part of uh, Seeking the Kingdom Uh, We're also joined by, uh, as usual, Whitey and Christopher God bless you gentlemen Uh, As we always do, we want to start tonight's episode in prayer uh, That God would uh, bless tonight's program uh, And that whoever is listening tonight tonight's program would be blessed that the seed would fall on good soil uh, for god's glory in jesus name heavenly father devla we come before you lord and we thank you god for who you are devla devla you are the king of kings and lord of lord there's none like you jesus devla we worship you and we praise your holy name devla because devla there's none like you and father god we ask you lord that you would take full control devla that, that devla I pray, Devla, tonight that that seed would fall on good soil, Devla. That any words, Devla, from us, Devla, would be not of us, Father God, but all from you, Father God, I pray. I pray that you hide us behind your cross tonight, Lord Jesus. And any words spoken, Devla, I pray that it would be directly from your spirit, I pray. I pray that every word, Devla, we read in your word, Father God, would be, Devla, clear, Devla. And I pray, Father God, that people, Devla, would be attentive, Devla, to your voice, Devla, in Jesus' name. I pray, Devla, for Whitey Devla, as he brings forth your word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Whitey, the mic's all yours, brother.
1: God bless you. Okay. So to start off, I I just want to sort of give a a statement about what we're doing tonight. Uh, What we're doing tonight is is basically uh, how the Lord showed me to, to share this message was to bring uh, some of my crew uh, on tonight. Uh, and I, I thank the Lord for the boys uh, and, and their obedience and, and their love uh, towards uh, this ministry, towards uh, uh, us as brothers. God bless you guys. Uh, what the Lord showed me was to bring them on because the boys uh, went to uh, uh, the revival in Orlando <clears throat> and they were blessed by it. And uh, they were, you know, excited by when they came home. They came home uh, with the with what you would expect, filled with the Holy Spirit, and 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 excited, and full of zeal for God. And uh, um, what the Lord showed me is uh, a message on recognizing what's happening around us tonight. Uh, what's happening around us, uh, you know, throughout this period of time where where revivals are happening, and and they're not just happening the way you know you, you you would see them in the past where you know it would be a one night thing and then you never hear about it again you, No, it, it's happening to where uh people are getting inspired people are getting blessed people are getting zealous for God Amen. something is happening something is moving in the church and we need to recognize that and the the you know, the message that God gave me I, you know, I I didn't I didn't know what to share this week but I, I feel there was confirmation all over the place. Just the little things that were happening just gave me confirmation that this is what God wants to share with his people. So I think it's so important tonight for the boys to be on. And, and with that, I'm going to let the boys share. Uh, guys, can you guys explain, you know, your experience at the revival and and what you guys saw there and what you guys felt there and, and, and what it did uh, for you guys? Uh, Michael and, and Thomas, God bless you guys.
2: God bless you, Whitey, and God bless you, gentlemen. It's good to be on the podcast. It's always good. Glory to God to be on with you guys. Uh, Me and my family went to the revival in Orlando, and for God's glory, it was truly amazing. Uh, The presence of God was so strong inside the building, and we had such a blessed time in the Lord, and God revealed something to me when I was going back home. It was the last day of the revival. And I said, amazing, what a time, what a time in the Lord and what a presence. And oh my goodness, this was amazing. And God told me the same God that is at these revivals is the same God that is in your church on Sunday is the same God that is with you from day to day. He's the same God. Thank the Lord, gentlemen, that's on us with this podcast right now. Amen. And,
3: and And
2: we, uh, We came home and I wanted to give a quick testimony on a couple of guys. My two cousins, Vito and Barry. My cousin Barry came in town from Los Angeles to Miami. And he called me and he said, "Uh, what's up? What's going on? I was uh, planning on going out there to Orlando, just hang out. You didn't even know about the revival. And I told him, wow, I'm going there. If you want, jump in the car with me and we'll go. You come with us to the revival. Now, this is a guy who hasn't been in church since the pandemic hit. Mm. Once that happened, they just they didn't go to church anymore. And guys, from the second we walk in the building, you can see someone who's starving for God. Uh-huh. Mm. You you could see the way he lifts his hands and and sings to the lord and cries out to god you know something else that god revealed to me revival is not a church service yeah. revival isn't a person amen and thank the lord I, I seen i seen that amazing praise and and you know what it, it really hit me when we left and we was eating at the restaurant after and his conversation was only about god mm and and how he couldn't stop singing the songs and then we got back home and and we just ended up playing the instruments all night just singing and worshiping still it didn't end you understand Mm -hmm. and then my cousin vito he was with us at the revival too since that revival for god's glory guys i'm not lying you every day he's called me with a new scripture ah Something he's studying, something that God revealed to him. Very good. Telling me, thanking God about how the presence of the Lord is in his life and how happy he is, and how amazing it is to serve God.
3: Thank you, Jesus.
2: Telling me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this right, and I'm, I'm gonna give everything I got to God, and I want to start serving in church, and I wanna, I wanna, I wanna get back to that love, that first love, and even a better love continue to grow for God's glory. And Amen. I thank the Lord because I truly did see revival.
1: Amen. Praise God. God bless you, Michael. Uh, that's what we're trying to get to. We're trying to, to show the world what's going on in God's people, uh, in the movement of God's people. This is, you know, experiences that, you know, are uh I would say that they're not uh, what we're used to. It's something that's new. It's something that's grand. And we need to recognize what's happening right now. And the, the entire message is going to be, uh, you know, based on how we shouldn't let that pass us by. Amen. Uh, Thomas, can you also uh, share your experience at the revival? God bless you.
4: Yes. God bless you, Whitey. Um, yes. The same as what Michael said, uh, my family and my family went. Once the first day, unfortunately, we wasn't able to make the first day of the men's Bible retreat, but we was able to make the uh, first day of the revival. And that was so beautiful to see so many Christians in one place, just worshiping and praising. And just, it was just an unbelievable experience. But what really, really touched me was the second day of the men's Bible retreat. And it was about maybe 50 men of all ages, old, young, um, and it was just beautiful uh, with just two instruments, a piano and a guitar and a couple of people singing. I've believed in God my whole life. I've always prayed and I can truly say that day I was touched and I truly felt the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I've never cried so much in just a a thing like that. And I I truly felt him talking to me. And Pastor Anthony gave such a beautiful illustration about the mustard seed. And I love reading the parable about the mustard seed. I always have that story in the back of my head to keep my faith. And the way he described it, I will never forget that illustration for the rest of my life because he changed the whole outcome as I see it. And he opened my eyes how it truly is. And he gave us all these pamphlets uh, about his, uh, his word that at the, at the um, men's Bible retreat. And I wanted to read it for you guys because uh, it's such a strong message. Um, this is what it says. What the Bible says is if you have faith as a mustard seed. And these are some facts. Fact one, it was used as medicine. Mustard seed is small and unique. It was used for medicine and food purposes. Parts of the plant made with the mustard have been used by the Romans and Greeks. The plant has been used as a toothbrush and it has been used to treat scorpion bites. Hmm. Now, back in the day, there was no antibiotics. There was no cure for anything. And just that alone, to cure something so poisonous at that time, is hey. a miracle at home. Uh, fact two, the DNA cannot be altered. The seed is small and it grows in strength and power. Mustard seed grows into trees, not saplings, but mm. great trees. Mustard seeds cannot be genetically modified. Scientists have tried and failed. Amen. Fact C. When people try to modify the mustard seed genetics, it becomes poison. Not only the plant be used for beneficial purposes. Some have used the plant to make fatal mustard gas. And as you guys know, during the World War II, that's what they used as you know a weapon. As the mustard gas.
3: Yeah.
4: Uh, Fact number four. A mustard seed cannot be anything other than a mustard seed. It refuses all various viruses. Using a mustard seed to describe faith is perfect. For that is the purest faith. It cannot be polluted or anything else. Messing with a mustard seed produces a poisonous gas. When we take the faith of the Bible and mix it with new doctrine that don't Mm. line up with scriptures, it becomes deadly. Mm. I think we can all agree with that, right, gentlemen?
3: Mm.
4: Fact number five, mustard seeds love garbage. It grows best in places that are contaminated, infected areas. Our faith often grows in the best in those dark moments. We are in the muck and the only lifeline we have out is our faith. Mustard seeds redeem the garbage and the muck and mar in our lives. Fact number six, mustard seeds need water. The water is the word. God compared his kingdom to a mustard seed because no one can change or introduce new DNA into a mustard seed. Mm. God's kingdom is not invaded. Or changed or altered. God Amen. remains constant. Amen. In Revelation 21, 27, but nothing that defiles or profanes or is unwashed shall ever enter it, nor anyone who commits abominations, uncleaned, mortality, or reputant things, the practices. Fleshfold, but only those whose names are recorded in the Lamb's book of life. Nothing defiles God's kingdom, and mm. the only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life will enter in. Amen No matter how much scientist tries it, it, can't be changed or altered. Jesus' teachings, faith is like a mustard seed. Mustard seeds are afraid of nothing. They grow where other plants can't. They aren't eaten by bugs or infected by disease. Our faith grows in different circumstances. We can be tested beyond endurance, but our faith can still grow. A virus error or fleshfold can be injected into our faith and destroy it. We can become infected by doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief opens doors to allow a crisis of faith a mustard seed grows from a tiny seed to be a big enough to grow branches a mustard seed don't have to die to bear its fruit the f- true faith never dies amen amen and that's just some of what pastor anthony shared during the men's bible retreat and uh he gave a lot of more illustrations but that alone was just worth going for that revival and uh, that same day the night of the second uh, retreat it was so uplifting to hear all those testimonies being told and to see even just the same amount of people coming back to hear the word was just Uh. so touching and Michael is right the same revival is at your church Amen. And I think we all have to put that in consideration because when we go to church and we're, we're going constantly, we feel like, you know, it's just become like a normal weekly routine. Yeah. Uh, And I think we all should start appreciating uh, the, the honor and the privilege that we have to go multiple days a week to church and to worship. And ever since I came back to the revival, I've, I've I've shouted more, I've sing more. Um, the boys thank know you. at church that I'm not the best singer or dancer, but after a revival, there was no more la jiao. There was no more Lord. thank you, Lord. Oh, I don't want no one to make fun They're of me. Now it's more of uh I'm doing this for God. I'm Amen. doing this to proclaim my love. And I feel I've grown spiritually uh from the revival, and it's truly opened my eyes to the bigger picture. Amen. God bless you guys for letting God me God bless share you too. That. I believe bless Michael. You- I
0: believe Michael had something else to say. Mike.
2: Yeah, Thomas. I just wanted to add on what you, what you were saying. A couple people said, "I, I seen you once at that revival in Orlando. Uh, how was it? Oh, wow! Really? I should have went. Wow, then I missed it." And just to go on with what you were saying, for the people who say, "Well, I missed the revival." I didn't get to go. Whether you're in New York, Los Angeles, Miami, Orlando, Houston, it doesn't matter. Revival is today. Revival is tomorrow. Amen. That revival is on us to make. And I thank the Lord because his mercies are made new every day. Right now is the chance for your revival. You don't need that building filled with that many people in that big church event to get back to that place with God. Amen. It can be right now. Amen guys. Amen.
0: Amen. And I'm you know sure. and you know what's beautiful about it, gentlemen? Look what Jesus says in Matthew uh 13:32. Uh it is the smallest of seeds. He's talking about the mustard seed. Uh but it becomes the largest of the garden plants. It grows into a tree and birds come and make nest in its branches. Uh see we're all called to be the body of Christ, uh guys. And uh, when, Thomas, your faith grew because you heard that illustration and your faith grew, you're able to share that testimony, how your faith grew because of that illustration that Pastor Anthony gave. Michael, your faith grew by seeing uh, your cousins grow in the Lord and seeing how, uh, you know, they earnestly was thirsty for something and that the only thing that it was able to satisfy them was the Word of God. Now that we have all of that, now that we have all of that, we're growing. We're growing in the body of Christ. And what happens is we're able to branch out to other people, help other people, encourage other people, share the love with other people. And that's what what it's all about, guys, is to share God's love, share God's word. And I'm, I'm glad to say that Thomas, Michael, and uh, whoever went to those uh, uh, revivals, that God is using you guys uh, in the ministry for his glory. Uh, Amen. Beautiful word, guys. I, 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 God bless you guys. Awesome.
1: Amen. You, God. God bless you. God bless both of you guys. So like Joshua was saying, like uh, Thomas said, like uh, Michael said, I mean, what, what, what you saw was one guy— telling you of of his personal experience of one, one guy was telling you not only of his personal experience, but the experience he's seen in others. This is the movement that's happening around us right now. Amen. God's people amongst believers. Now we're going to look at some stories tonight to show, well, what did we do with that movement? What does that mean? Uh, I believe that God has put this on my heart because this is true. This is right. This is what we should, how we should look at what's going on around us. This is how we should uh, be viewing uh, what's happening right now amongst God's people. And it's not to be stagnant. It's not to to let it pass us by. It's to to look at it and to store it up, to take part in it and to to be fed by it to to utilize it for uh beneficial reasons for 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 moving forward god is calling us to be on the move and not to be stagnant and you know you know we're going to be looking at uh, the first story that i want to go to is exactly about that about storing up uh we're going to look at uh the story of joseph and in the story of joseph uh it's about you know uh uh a, a profitable time, and it's about a a, a famine that happens. And, and and what Joseph is called to do is, uh, you know, utilize what he sees and what he's happened, what's happening, and utilize that while, while the while the profitable time is happening to store up that. And we're, we're going to read the story, uh, uh, and it's found in uh, Genesis forty one. And uh, it's it's it starts in 25 is where we're gonna wind up. But let me give us a little uh, uh, intro, a little backstory. Uh, <clears throat> Joseph uh, is Jacob's uh, son, and he's Jacob's youngest son at this time. And what happens is uh, uh, he is the favorite son, and his brothers get jealous. His brothers get uh, angry with him because he starts having dreams, and they, you know, the they see these dreams, and the, the dreams are showing that he rises above them and that he's uh, over them. So his brothers get jealous, and they they throw him into a pit. Uh, his brothers uh, get angry with him, and they and they plot to kill him, actually. But you know, they they sort of come to their senses. You know, instead of killing him, we'll just sell him. We'll sell him to Egypt, uh. and. You know, they do that. They sell him to Egypt and they uh, they dip his signature robe, the robe that only he has, ha- he has uh, and they, uh, in blood, and they show it to their father. Uh, and and so this is the type of tragedy that Joseph uh, is going through in his life. This is the type of uh, hardship he's facing. His brothers betrayed him it must have hurt him very badly and uh it, it, they they took his coat to his father covered it in blood and said look your son is dead is this his coat <coughs> they're lying to his father to to pretend like he's dead so, so he's out of their lives and he's been sold and then he goes through uh you know uh, so many things there's so many stories within uh joseph uh you know i, I pray everybody reads it's uh, and uh, he gets to the point though where he's uh, uh interpreting uh these dreams of of uh of this cupbearer and this uh, uh uh baker who's in prison because Joseph winds up in prison in the Egypt uh, uh, in the Egyptian kingdom and he he winds up in prison but even there he has the favor of god with him uh even there the god appoints him uh, sort of a, 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 a head over all the prisoners uh, through the authority of the warden over him. Nobody else has authority but the warden, and uh, you know he's second in command there. Uh, and he goes to this uh, place where uh, there's two people, a cupbearer and a baker, and they give him his dreams, and they interpret it. He interprets their dreams. Uh, by telling them, listen, all dreams are, can be interpreted by God because God has the ability to do this. So please tell me your dreams. And th- he does it. He explains it to them, uh, perfectly what's going to happen. And then wind up is that's exactly <laughs> what happens. <clears throat> but what's interesting is, uh, he asked the, the, the guy who, uh, uh he, he interprets two dreams, one favorably, one unfavorably, uh, and the guy who he interprets favorably to, he asked him, when you go back to Pharaoh, because his dream was interpreted that he's going to be it back to a, being a cupbearer as opposed to being in a prison. When you go back to Pharaoh, can you remember me? Can you put in the good word for me? Can you tell Pharaoh about me? And what happens is, you, you know, he, uh, his dream happens exactly the way Joseph interpreted it. So you'd expect this guy to remember that. Yeah. Huh? You'd expect this guy to, to remember that and honor Joseph with that. But he doesn't. A matter of fact, long periods of time go by. And he doesn't remember until Pharaoh himself has a dream. And Pharaoh himself goes to everybody just trying to figure out this dream because it is racking his brain. He's they're haunted by it in in a sense. And uh, he can't figure this out. So, and nobody's able to interpret it. And he's, you know, saying this stuff in front of this cupbearer, which jogs his memory at this time, at this particular time, jogs his memory. Today, I'm reminded the cupbearer says, there was a man and he, he interpreted my dreams. And Pharaoh says, okay, go get him. Go get him. Go bring him here, and Pharaoh explains to Joseph once he brings him the dream. He explains to him, this was the dream, Joseph. Uh, there's these seven cows. They're beautiful. They're fat. They're grazing by this water, and they're they're healthy, and it looks blessed, sort of. And then there's these seven ugly cows that come up from out of nowhere and eat the seven healthy cows. But when they eat the seven healthy cows, they the seven ugly, uh, diseased-looking cows are unchanged. They don't look like they got healthier. They don't look like they got restored or anything like that. They just look the same. They eat the cows, and then that's the end of the dream. I wake up. But then I fell back asleep, and I had the same sort of a similar dream there's this corn stalk with seven uh, corn stalks on it healthy and and it looks vibrant and it looks uh, beautiful and then these seven ugly corn stalks rise up and uh, uh, from the east wind and they they're taken over the uh, the good ones and there's nothing left and then i wake up again so now we're uh, when he explains the dream this is joseph's answer well, I'm going to read it really quickly, and then I'm going to let Joshua uh, jump back into the story. Joseph answer, uh, when Pharaoh asked him, can you interpret this dream? Uh, his answer is in Genesis 41, 16. I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh. But God will give Pharaoh an answer of peace. So Joseph, I want to make this point, because we're going to look at a couple of points in this story. I, I want to make this point. Uh, uh, Joseph is relying completely on God. Pharaoh brought him up out of prison. So, you know, he can't uh, can't be uh, uh, unwise here and thinking like, uh, well, if I don't do it, nothing's going to happen and he's going to let me go. No, no, no. He must be thinking, well, if I don't interpret this man's dream correctly, this guy's just going to send me back to prison because I didn't help. So uh, Rather than try and interpret it by his own means, he goes directly on faith and gives uh, Pharaoh uh, 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 an answer that, uh, you know, did, he didn't get from his uh, uh, magicians or wise men. He he got it. To, Listen, I can't do it. I got to be completely dependent on God. So there you see faith in the story. Leading so, by faith. Right. Now we're going to jump back into uh, the story. Uh, this is of uh, Joseph's interpretation of those seven cows and those uh, uh, seven uh, uh, grain stocks or grain stocks, whatever they were. Amen. Joshua, can you read uh, Genesis 41:25.
0: Amen. Genesis 41:25. I told these dreams to the magicians, but no one could tell me what they mean. Joseph responded. Both of Pharaoh's dreams mean the same thing. God is telling Pharaoh in advance what, he, what he's about to do. The seven healthy cows and the seven healthy heads of grain both represent seven years of prosperity. The seven thin, scrawny cows that came up later and the seven thin heads of grain withered by the east wean represents seven years of famine. This will happen just as I have described it. For God has revealed to Pharaoh in advance what he is about to do. The next seven years will be a period of great prosperity uh, throughout the land of Egypt. But afterwards, there will be seven years of famine, so great that all the prosperity will be forgotten in Egypt. Famine will destroy the land. This famine will be so severe that even the memory of the good years will be erased. As for having two similar dreams it means that these events have been decreed by God and he will soon make them happen. Therefore Pharaoh should find an intelligent and wise man to put him in charge of the entire land of Egypt and Pharaoh should appoint supervisors over the land and let them collect one-fifth of the crops during the seven good years, having them gathered all the food produced in the good years that are just ahead, and bring it to Pharaoh's storehouse, store it away, and guard it, so that there will be uh, food in the cities. That way, there will be enough to eat when the seven years of famine come to the land of Egypt, otherwise this famine will destroy the land." Joseph's suggestions were well received by Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, Can we find anyone else like this man? So obviously filled with the Spirit of God. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court." and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours.
1: Fantastic. God bless you, Joshua. So I want to look at this point. The the interpretation that he gives, uh, he he interprets the the dream, which nobody else can do. That's the power of God. Praise God for that. But then then he... uh, not only gives him the meaning of the dream, he gives him what to do with it. He gives him, uh, okay, we take this and we don't just say, okay, this is what's going to happen or this is what is happening. No, we've been given a provision by God. We see what's going to happen. So now what do we do with that? Well, here's what we should do. Pharaoh should appoint somebody smart and wise to take a bunch of grain and store it up because we know the famine's coming. But we also know provision is coming. We also see provision is going to happen all around us. So during the provision, let's store up. Let's take that in because we can benefit from that. We should Mm. not let the opportunity to store up pass us by. This is why God showed uh, it to Pharaoh so that life can happen instead of death. There's life here being shown, but that life is is depending on whether or not Pharaoh's going to appoint these wise men to to lead. Because if we don't, well, then we're not in the the way of life. We're not heading towards the beneficial thing. We're heading towards the bad thing. And that's not what we want to do. Joshua, you have something to say?
0: Yeah, real simple. Uh, In James 1, uh, 22, I believe, uh, but don't just listen to God's word; you must do what it says. Otherwise, okay. you will be only fooling yourself. For if you listen to a word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at yourself uh, in the mirror and forgetting what you look like. And that's exactly what these what what Joseph did. He did not only uh, interpret the dream; uh, he followed up with it with action. He told yeah. them, "You guys need to do this; otherwise, we're going to be in trouble." And that's the same thing that happens to us when we hear the word of God and don't apply it to our lives. Uh, We're going to be in trouble. Uh, And it's just so perfect the way it fit in. Uh, I just wanted to share that, Whitey.
1: Absolutely perfect scripture. I'm amazed that uh, I didn't see it, but that's the Holy Spirit. He reveals it to the people at just the right time. So what we have here, guys, is someone who recognizes what's going on and rather than not act on it, says, let's, let's be wise about this. But here's the thing. The Bible says that uh, it, it was taken favorably by uh, Pharaoh. So it, it, the Bible is showing that it was seen as a wise decision. It was seen as the smart decision to do this. So mm-hmm. the Pharaoh is not writing the scriptures here. Yeah. Pharaoh's not uh, putting this down. It's Genesis. So most scholars believe Genesis is written by Moses. <clears throat> so uh, with that in mind, we, we also recognize that God Almighty is the author of the book. Amen. So in the book, it says that It's sort of showing you us the point directly that this was taken as a wise decision. This was showing uh, Joseph to be wise in this decision by not just interpreting the dream, not recognizing uh, recognizing what's happening around him and doing nothing about it, but instead recognizing it and acting on it. Instead, recognizing it and being a part of it, saying that we should store up While this provision is going to come in, while we see the provision, so today, while we see the provisions of God all around us, these men just talked for uh, at least uh, uh, 15 to 20 minutes on the uh, amazing power of God that was in one of the revivals one of the revivals there were m- more revivals there were uh, there was one in houston where pastor danny peterson on this podcast said this was a life changing experience to a 20 year old veteran pastor that's that's not of the norm that's something that we need to recognize that's wow. something we need to look at and say how do we store it up that's now uh, very uh, closely very uh, 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 time-wise, very closely. Uh, A few weeks later, there was another revival in New York. There was a revival in New York City that rivaled the the other one, so to speak. Uh, There was uh, uh, just as many people in that New York one as there was in the Houston one. And you see this and you'd you'd expect, well, they had one revival. You know, how many guys are going to go to the other one? No, no, just as many, maybe more. And then it, it, it... it catches fire from there because people are just uh, 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 zealous for God. You see it all over. The, the churches, uh, our church services even, even though you know not everybody went to the revival, you just see the Spirit of God moving in such Thank a way. You, this is the provisions of God. This is what God is doing in the church. Let's recognize it, interpret it, and store it up because that's the wise decision. That's what the Bible would define as wise. Smart thing to do. What the Bible would not define as wise is to see that, recognize it, and say, so what? Means yes. nothing. We do not benefit from that. And this story shows that exactly the way Joseph interpreted the dream, that's what happened. There was a a uh, seven-year blessing period, and then there was seven-year famine. So here's the thing. So why? <laughs> the, thing to do, the beautiful thing to do, the good thing to do would be to store up this beautiful provision of zealousness, of fire that the God that uh, we serve, the God that we serve is providing to us. Why? Storing this thing up strengthens us. amen Storing us, it, it prevents us from getting weak. It makes us stronger. It makes us, it calls us to who we're, it grows us to who we're going to be.
2: Thank you, Lord.
3: It's
1: taking us to life, not to death, moving us from death to life. That's why he's giving these provisions, because these provisions, if saw, if seen, if interpreted, and acted on, well, that'll bring life, because the provisions don't come from man. Joseph said it earlier, I can interpret the dream, but God can, it came from God, the vision. It came from God, the ability to uh, be wise in this action. So what Joseph does is he stores up <coughs> the Pharaoh, uh, 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 pharaoh uh, appoints him. I'm Pharaoh, but there's no one else in this world with authority other than me and you. You're second in command at this point. And what happens is Joseph does exactly what God showed him to do. Joseph stores it up for seven years of grain and uh, uh, the provisions of God, Joseph stores it all up so that when the seven years of, of uh, famine hit, well, the, 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 the grain was enough to satisfy. The grain was enough to keep Egypt alive. And more so than that, all around the world came to, to, to be blessed by the provisions of that wisdom, of that guidance from God. Joshua, you have something?
0: Why do you, if they wasn't uh, storing up uh, the crops for those seven years of prosperity, it says it clearly that the next seven years of famine that everything will be erased and all will be forgotten. That's See, right. are we forgetting what God is doing now? In this present time? Are we storing up the treasures that God is showing us? Here's just a little piece of heaven. Here's just a little piece of what's going on in heaven. Or are we forgetting that, guys?
1: It would have been pointless. The seven years of prosperity, the seven years of good, the seven years of blessing would have been pointless the provisions that they recognized and seen and interpreted would have been pointless. They would have let it pass them by. Should we as individuals, just one-on-one with God, see the things that are going on, the movement that you see happening in the church, the fire that's moving in the church, could we see that and just let it pass us by? That Uh, would be pointless. That would be meaningless. We wouldn't benefit from that what we can benefit from, what we can strengthen ourselves from, what God can strengthen us with would be to store up the blessings. Joshua.
0: And you know what's what's good about this, what's going on right now? We're coming off of a three-year famine. A yeah. three-year famine of not being yeah. able to go to church. A three-year famine of uh, not uh, gathering up together and, and worshiping God and, and, and magnifying God together, encouraging one another. See, we're getting over the fear of gathering together. See, at this point, we're, we're gathering together in the presence of the Lord. And this is, this is good. Everything about it is good. But are we remembering the past? Are we remembering what God brought us through? See, that's very key, that we will remember. God brought us through that to come to this. Are we going to forget about that? Are we going to forget about all this?
1: How interesting that you said the word you brought us through that to come to this when this is my very next point. Joseph was sold by his brothers, Joseph was put into the hands of the Egyptians. And then he was uh, uh, over and over again. He was exalted, and then he was disappointed. He was uh, exalted to a point where he was happy and seeing, okay, uh, this is good. And and then he gets uh, crushed by what happens. So all of this happening, all that happened in the past of Joseph, we see at the end of this story that it was all God's plan. Amen. Joseph can be in the position to interpret pharaoh's dream amen because when joseph interprets pharaoh's dream what happens is he stores up so much that even uh jerusalem and israel hear about it even uh the his father hears about it the uh the israelite people they're not that yet but those people hear about it his father hears about it and his father sends his boy go get it go get the provisions that are in egypt Go, recognize what's there. Move towards it. Go get it. And his father uh, winds up going to uh, Egypt himself. So his father sees his beloved again. Amen. Joseph sees his brothers again. There's a reuniting of the family here. And his father is is, uh, recognizing that his son was dead and now he's alive again. And Joseph gets to see his new baby brother, Benjamin. So all of this, all that Joseph went through in the past, it was all a part of the plan. So long as now we're, we have this in front of us, we should recognize this. We should recognize this. Everything that's happening, happening for a reason. Amen. Let's be with the movement. Let's be with the provisions that God is, is, is calling us to store up. Let's follow the fire. That's the next part of the story. Uh, well, that's the next story we're going into, Joshua.
0: One thing before we go into the next story. Don't let nothing stop you from storing up.
1: That's right. Don't
0: let nothing stop you from storing up because you know why? Joseph's uh sons or Joseph's brothers, excuse me, uh Jacob's sons could have said, "No, we can't go to Egypt because our brothers uh second in rank the, under Pharaoh and uh, we're scared what if he does this to us you know because all was forgiven all was forgiven by Joseph just like Jesus forgave us so don't let your past sins and your past ways uh, stop you from storing up because God is a loving and caring God who cares for you and that's exactly what he wants us to do is to store up treasures in heaven
1: Well, now I know that the Holy Spirit is moving because uh, bondage, the things that were keeping us in bondage, that's exactly what this story is about. The things that were keeping us from moving forward, from growing, that's exactly what this story is about. What this story is, I'm going to give a little background, just like I did in the other one, and then we'll get to the the reading of the word. The, the, The background is Egypt is in captivity. Uh, sorry excuse me israel is in captivity to egypt and egypt has enslaved israel but what israel did is they cried out to their father like they usually do and the result is the same god almighty hears his people and their cry and he goes and he anoints a man this man is name is moses and he anoints a man to be the leader of these people. And man, uh, th- this guy has got such fate. He talks to a burning bush. He goes up to a burning bush that says, I am the Lord. Take off your sandals because you stand on holy ground. And he believes strongly that this is God because he acts with reverence at that sight. And this burning bush tells this, this man, you're going to be the leader. But I stutter, you're going to be the leader. But is there somebody else? You're going to be the leader. Follow what I'm telling you. Move forward. So there's this fire and he's telling him, follow what I'm telling you. Listen to me. Listen to the plan. I'm going to take you guys out of bondage. I'm going to take you guys out of what you, what you, uh, is keeping you from moving towards my purpose, my plan for you. My plan is the land of milk and honey. And I will bring Israel to the land of milk and honey from that place of bondage. But you got to trust. You got to believe me. You got to get past the fact that you stutter. You got to get past the fact that uh, you're in slavery. You got to get past all these things. And when you do, when you listen to me, you're going to face some things that might look impossible and you're going to see some impossible things. And I'm going to ask you to believe at that point. So what happens is Moses goes and does whatever God tells him. Moses goes to Pharaoh himself and says, let my people go, declares the Lord. And what happens is God does these miracles and sends these uh, 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 plagues, and gets Egypt out of captivity, gets Pharaoh to let them go. But that's not really the end of the story. Pharaoh gets angry, and Pharaoh gets mad, and, and, and God gives Moses a heads up. God tells Moses, uh, Pharaoh is going to come after you, and you know what? I'm going to harden his heart so that he does it. This is the plan. It's scary. It's tough. You see, it, it, it movement towards the promised land is scary and tough. It's not comfortable. Staying in Egypt would be comfortable, but you don't move towards the promise. So here's what he tells him. Moses, I'm going to make him hardened so that he does come after you. So the people then see Pharaoh's army and chariots, and they see it all coming after them. But What happens before that is is this. God gives a provision to these people. See, they need to get to the promised land. But what they got to do to get there is they got to follow this provision from God, which is a cloud in the sky by day and fire in the sky by night. They need these things because it's a hot desert. They need a cloud in the sky because it's a, a cold night in the desert. And because you need light in the desert, well, you need a fire in the sky. So God provides it. And He's he puts that cloud and that fire in front of them and says, follow it. Because here's the next part of the story. When they follow it, they would think that they would go this particular route This particular route that's set before them, that to go to the land of Canaan, where where God is calling them, and this particular route is the easier route. It's a few days' journey to get to Canaan from here. But here's the thing: they gotta go through the Philistines' lands, and they're not ready for war. God sees that they would take that route, and He says, Moses, don't go the easy way. Don't go the easy way. Follow Me instead. Instead, going the way you think you know what's best for you. But you're not going to wind up where I'm calling you to be. So don't take the easy route. Follow the fire. But the fire, Mike Thomas, leads them to the Red Sea. And the Red Sea doesn't have a bridge. The Red Sea is just water. There's no pathway forward, and Pharaoh's hot on their tail after them. So the people go panic. Moses, where did you bring us? You brought us out of our comfortable to die in the desert, in between the Red Sea and Pharaoh? But Moses got encouragement from God. And Moses tells the people, don't be afraid. God is with us. So the next part of the story is this guy is, is, is looking in front of him and he's seeing this giant ocean. He's looking in front in back of him, seeing this, this army coming after him, this army that used to enslave them, this army that kept them from getting to the promise, this army of uh, Egypt, wh- which kept them in bondage for all these years, is coming to get them again. And in front of them is the water. Now, I'm, uh, uh, when, when we see water in the Bible, that, be, that could be representational. Most likely, what I believe, this is the word of God. It's in front of them. That's, that's going to be a little scary to them. They don't know how to navigate this. Wait a minute. How do I get through? How is this the pathway to the promise? How is the word of God gonna get me to the promise? That's scary, it's big, I can't do it myself, I can't figure it out, I can't trust it, can I? But what happens is Moses raises up, raises up this stick. He raises up this piece of wood. And as soon as the piece of wood is raised, the water becomes a pathway. The water becomes the way that they get to the promised land, to milk and honey. And everything that's following them, well, these Israelites walk through the pathway. These Israelites, after Moses raises his staff, after that piece of wood is raised, now they've got this pathway and they walk through it to the provisions of God. So God led them the hard way with the fire, but he led them to a miracle. He led them to something that strengthens their faith. And now they see water on each side. Now they see a pathway to the promised land because of God's provision and because they're recognizing of God's provision and acting on it and following it. They see miracles, a pathway. They're growing, they're moving. Something is telling me maybe we should do the same. Thomas, you got something to say as well?
4: Yes, uh, to add to your beautiful word, uh, when you said, You believe that the water represents God's word. I'll go back to what I was saying about the mustard seed. What does a mustard seed need? Water. Water. Exactly. And that represents the word of God. And to go back to when you were talking about Moses, he wanted him to be a leader. You were talking about bondage. What did Moses do right before God spoke to him? He Hmm. committed murder.
1: Amazing. Very good. So...
4: God chose this person, this specific person, a murderer, there to lead the Israelites into there the kingdom go. of God, to the Holy Land, where they wanted them to. And to go back to, yes, whatever your past is, whatever you've done, God is an all-forgiving God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Moses was a murderer. Pa- uh, Paul was a Christian killer. That's right. And he has now written the most books in the Bible. So I'm telling this to the viewers, no matter what you've done in the past, no matter what it may be, I know there's some people out there that feel condemned that there's no coming back to it. You're wrong, you're absolutely wrong. That's what you think. God has a bigger and better plan for all of us than we can ever imagine. No matter what it is, God's timing is always perfect. So when you feel like you're at your lowest, then you feel like you can't go anymore.
1: That's right.
4: Me, personally speaking, when I was at my lowest point, I never even read the Bible. And when I was at my lowest, that is when I opened the book and it gave me comfort. It gave me peace and joy. So whoever's feeling pain or doubt, always know that there's always one person hearing you and that is god
0: amen uh thomas you, you know what it says in uh, exodus 14 15 look what god says to moses why are you crying out to me tell the people to get moving it's time to get moving it's okay. time instead of crying about your problems instead of crying about your past instead of crying get up Get up, get moving. It's time to, Ronnie, Pastor Ronnie shared an awesome message last night. It's time to serve God. Say yes to serving God. Amen. It's time. Get up, start moving. Go ahead, White.
1: Beautiful point, Thomas. It's not uh, the church people's movement. It's not uh, uh, the uh, those guys' movement, and you're just watching it. No, 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 no. God called Moses the murderer. God called uh, uh, Paul, the, the Christian killer. So that means God is calling everybody from every walk of life to be his people, not the church people, his people. So we're all called to be a part of the movement. We're all Amen. called to walk yes. through. We're all called to, to the promised land. But we got to follow the fire and the fire's leading us through the water. The fire's leading us through the miracle. Christopher,
3: you have something as well? Amen. Why do you mentioned uh, a couple of things and the things that I learned about uh, Moses and the staff that you mentioned that uh, when he raised up the staff, uh, that same piece of wood could be represented as the cross. When the cross is raised up, uh, revival comes because we were once dead. Now Uh, we're made alive in Christ. We were once in a bitter situation where there was no hope. There was no way, there was no uh, good outcome. And there's a story in uh, Exodus 15 where Moses puts the the staff into the water and the waters become sweet. In the situation, in the situation we're in, in the situation we went through, in the situation we're going through, when the cross is risen up, and that's what I believe these revivals did. They lift up Jesus. They lift up the Spirit of God. They lift up uh, the names of God. Why? because that's what God's people is called to do because of the movement that happened already. Jesus made our situation sweet. Jesus gave us revival through the cross.
1: Christopher, there was no way to navigate this water. That's right. There was no way through. You can't swim across the Red Sea to Canaan. You don't do that. It's too big. It's too vast. You won't get there. You won't do it on your own strength. You need a way. And the way that's provided is the piece of wood is lifted up and then the waters separate and become a pathway. Mm -hmm. That's Jesus Christ to us. That's the cross. When the Son of Man was lifted up, my pathway to the promised land was given, was provided. I have a pathway because Jesus Christ died for me. I don't have to navigate it in my own strength. I can follow Jesus to the promised land. I can be listening to his call and I can be faithful to him. I can believe and that'll get me. To the promised land. And you know Mm -hmm. what else to do, guys? It does more. And I'll explain that. Uh, Michael, you got something as well.
2: Yeah, I wanted to talk about earlier, you were talking about the, uh, they're at the Red Sea. They have Pharaoh at their back with the strongest army in all of Egypt. And they're coming to get them. How many of us today go through something And it looks like it didn't. A brick wall. There's nothing else I could do. I tried everything. I can't do this anymore. And look at the impossible. What seems to be impossible. That's right. Solution comes. The Red Sea parts and makes a pathway for them to get through it. All I wanted to say is. When we include God in our situation.
1: That's right.
2: When there seems to be no way, That's God right. makes a way. He's a way maker, meaning when there was no other way, he makes a way. What does Jesus say? I am the way. We need to look to God to get us through. We need to store up so we can have God's word hidden in our hearts. For when that time, that seven years of nothing rose, and you know, that seven years could also represent the. The time when this world will throw just disaster at you.
1: That's right.
2: And, and and heartbreak or whether it be anxiety, stress, it could be anything as simple as the bill's not getting paid.
1: That's right.
2: And when we have God's word stored up in our hearts, when we take advantage of this movement going on and we we truly seize the opportunity to serve God and invite him into our homes, our houses, our families, then when a problem comes up like Pharaoh and the army or seven years of nothing growing, no help in the world, we can remember that God is gonna make a way when there seems to be no way.
4: Amen.
1: Michael, what's easier? Stay in Egypt. And live like you've been living for all these years, or foul fire and a cloud to a body of water, and with no way true, and hope that when a guy raises his stick, there'll be a pathway. Amazing. This is tough. God did not lead them to the land of the Philistines, the easy route. He led them through the water. It seems difficult. It seems impossible. And it seems like it's gonna take a lot of work, but it's okay. He made it easy. He made it with rest. He made it, he utilized the wood to make a way. It's not impossible. You're following God. I Odell Muto, I the work I began in you, I will see it through to completion. It's not uh-huh. on you. You just believe. Don't worry about what you used to be, where you used to live, how you used to do, and who you, you uh, uh, who you uh, uh, who thought your life was going to be before the call. No, you've been called. You've been called to move forward. You've been called towards the promise. And it's a little scary. It's a little difficult. But with faith, guess what? Waters open up.
3: Thank you, with
1: fate, Lord. With faith, you can walk through the waters. And here's the, here's the beautiful part. They do walk through the waters. They walk through the waters and they get to the other side. Their belief is paid off. They get their victory there. Amen. Praise Jesus. Thank you, Lord. But here's the thing. The past is still coming. Egypt is on their way. Pharaoh is on his way through those same waters, coming to get Israel and bring them back to bondage, bring them back to slavery, bring them back, to being stagnant in one position, not moving forward, not benefiting, not, not storing up, not moving with fire, not being anything more than who they used to be. Instead though, instead God tells Moses, the same wood that you used to get them through, raise it up again. Because that same piece of wood is going to wash the waters all over Egypt. And the Egyptians, they seen that day, they never saw again. That's the word of God to his people. That bondage that's keeping you from moving forward. That thing that's keeping you in slavery from growing towards the promise that God has called you to. You you act on faith. You store up. You see what's going on around you when you start it up. You strengthen your fate to the point where if you're led by fire to a body of water, you believe that that water will open up into a pathway. And when, Amen. It, when it does, that water, that same water, will wash away your past. the point where you will never see it again you will never be bothered by who you used to be you are called to something better you are called to a sanctification process that leads to glorification and god will see it through to completion amen you don't have to worry about if you will fail that's not possible that's wrong you can't say it'll fail that's your word but the word of god says victory at the end the word amen I will bring my people to the promised land because that's my word. And that's not shakeable That's foundational. That has to happen because I said so. So if I say, I'm gonna grow you, If I say I'm going to move you, if I say I'm going to make you into something that you never thought you could be, trust it. Trust it more than your own words. Why? Because my word trumps all and my word is the foundation of truth. Don't believe your lies. Believe the word of God. He's calling you to follow this fire recognize everything that's going around you be a part of the movement that you see don't stay in egypt and not be benefited instead move with the people of god towards the promised land god is calling us towards that promise and he will see us there amen amen with that we're gonna ask our closing question this is amen
0: that was beautiful whitey
1: Our closing question is, are you gonna? Mm. Are you gonna follow? Are you gonna recognize what's all around you? Are you gonna see the provision that God is bringing you? He's calling you. You know it's on your heart, but you're scared because it's a bunch of water in front of you. It's okay. The cross has been risen up. The pathway has been made. But are you gonna walk through? You got every right to believe that walking through will not harm you, not destroy you. You're not called to the God's wrath. You're called to the to the promise of God. And God is calling you to be something more than you ever thought and could, could imagine. These Israelites, after seeing these miracles, went on to fight Jericho and screamed at a wall through their fate, because God said, scream at the wall and the walls will come down. That's who God is calling us to be. Amen. People that believe so strongly People that believe so strongly that no matter what army I face, if God is for me, who dare be against me? Amen. God is growing us to that. So are you gonna follow that or are you gonna stay in Egypt? You can't stay in Egypt. It doesn't benefit you. You can't stay in Egypt because that's not growing and that's not what you're called to. You can't stay in Egypt because you're gods. I don't care if you're not a servant in choir. I don't care if they never recognized uh, uh, any of the, uh, the talents that you have. It's okay, that's not what the calling is. The calling is this, you're mine, and I want you with me. And I wanna grow you to something that you don't even know you are. I wanna grow you to the image of Jesus Christ. Amen. I wanna grow you to where you look so beautiful They say you look like my son.
2: Thank you, Lord.
1: And that's impossible, but God can do it. Amen. Say it's he can't. You're wrong. God's word ain't. So follow him. Follow the fire. Store up the blessing. God bless you guys. That's what the Lord shared with me. God
0: bless you, Whitey. Awesome, awesome, awesome message. Uh, Let's
1: it in let's do it instead of just hearing instead of just being hearers let's be doers let's get with the movement let's follow the fire as we store up the blessing amen
0: amen uh before we start going to our 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 prayers uh let's read this scripture in isaiah 43 uh 15 i am the lord your holy one israel's creator and king i am the lord who opened a way through the waters making a dry path through the sea i called forth the mighty army of egypt with all its chariots and horses i drew them beneath the waves and they drowned their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick but forget all that it is nothing compared to what i'm going to do for i'm about to do something new I have already begun. Do you not see it? Hallelujah. I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I that's will right. create rivers and a dry wasteland. That Amen. was done by Jesus. That's right. That is that's done by Jesus. God did right. something new and it's still going on today. Can we not perceive what's going on today? Something new. The Pindan do earlier. Pastor for 20 years, a veteran said i felt something new i feel something new why do you feel something new michael feels something new thomas you feel something new chris you feel something new and i know that the listener feels something new for god's glory that ends tonight's program uh before we uh come to a close gentlemen what we usually do is prayer requests. uh thomas do you have anybody that you wanted to pray for
4: yes i want to pray for all the non-believers and i want to pray for all the people that are scared to come into church due to covid Uh, i pray for all of them to come in to have faith to lead by faith devla i pray for all of those non-believers that either gave up or fell short devla to come forward to devla to come Worship you and praise you, ask for your forgiveness, Devla, to repent, to come closer to you, Lord. Amen. To grow spiritually, mentally and physically, Devla.
2: Michael, you have something? Yeah, I wanted to pray for our uh, our brother Nino. Amen. His father, Uncle Herky. They went to New York City to uh go claim his healing and his victory in Amen. Jesus' name. I yeah. agree with you, Michael. And uh, I look forward to their return back to Miami amen. and forward to seeing his testimony in church for the glory of God. I know we can because i seen him do it, guys. Amen. And uh, we need our
0: drummer back, so God needs to do that Amen. fast. Yeah.
2: Uh, I also wanted to pray for the viewers right now listening to this podcast. Lord is speaking to me saying that when you watch this, he'll be speaking to you and you'll, you'll feel that that zeal, that desire, that need to get closer to God. And, and maybe the, the doubt is coming in of, I can't. I don't want to make any false promises. Hmm. I, I want to pray for them that they would make that decision to truly get close to God and let allow God to use them for his glory. God can use you and he will for his glory. All of us, we, we all were no one. And, and we're, we are no one. It's by Jesus's righteousness that we are allowed to come into his presence and to give him glory. So I want to pray for everyone listening to this podcast that you would allow God to use you for his glory in Jesus name.
0: Amen. Uh, before we get to Christopher, there's just something in my heart. Whitey's closing uh, question was, are we gonna? Are we gonna? Jesus made a pathway for us. Are we gonna take it? Or are we just gonna leave it
1: not utilize it.
0: Right. It's just we're going to leave it like that or we're we going to take that pat. Chris, go ahead.
3: Uh, Josh, God bless you guys. just uh, uh, We have a prayer list on um, the Instagram page and just want to read off the names there. Uh, to add a name to there, my dad, God's Healing. Uh, we're praying that uh, God would lead us and direct us to the right doctor. Uh, we want to pray for Amano Prowl, Anthony Governors, uh, God's Healing Upon Them in the Mighty Name of Jesus. Uh, Jason Billy's for a good report, for Jordan for complete healing, uh, for Stevie Chiron, uh, my brother, for uh, God's complete healing upon him in Jesus' mighty name, for Valerie Chiron, God's healing in Jesus' mighty name, all who are dealing with COVID, all who have COVID, uh, uh, I'll one named Corky, Jimbo, Uncle John Stanley, Frankie Girl, There's two Charlie girls that we're praying for. One's a younger girl and one's a polireh. And we're just praying God's healing in the mighty name of Jesus upon both of them. And we know that uh, God is able to do more than we can ask or imagine. So we're asking for healing upon them and restoration in the mighty name of Jesus. And then, uh, like we always pray for the Hannah's List. And every child with the speech delay, uh, who's dealing with autism? I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that God would give them a vocabulary to speak His glory, to speak of His goodness. In the mighty name of Jesus, Amen. Whitey, I believe you had a prayer.
1: Yes, Joshua. God bless you. A uh, couple of prayers I wanted to pray for is one being, uh, well, Matthew Wally's son, Amen, uh, for healing in Jesus' name. I do want to keep Nino again in prayer, uh, his family for peace. Uh, that the Lord would just be with them to what they're going through, but also for the testimony. That's what we're praying. Amen. For, uh, for Herky, for a healing from uh, cancer in Jesus' mighty name. We know that God can Amen. know that uh, his people are heard when they ask for prayers. And we know that cancer is not scary when it's next to the name of God. So we pray that Jesus heal him in Jesus' mighty name with his power and authority. Uh, also, I want to pray that if there's anybody just like michael prayed if there's anybody that's scared on moving forward with who god is calling them to be that the lord would show them there's nothing to fear he's calling you to something good he's calling you to a promise not the wrath not the destruction not the pain he's calling you to a promise and that you can take your refuge in the fact that jesus christ is a strong tower Good foundation and i pray that whoever's listening would be inspired to move towards what god is calling them to be
0: amen amen, amen. well that being said thomas would you lift up all these prayers in jesus name
4: yes of course josh father you've heard a false you heard. you've heard all of us pray devla we all know that you are god of all healing devla nothing is impossible for you lord I pray for all these prayers to come at a whole and that you heal everyone, Devla. I pray for the congregations, for not just our church, but for every church around the nation, Devla, to grow, Devla. I pray that you touch every individual Christian, Devla, to come closer to you, Lord, to take the fear away from them, Devla, to take the anxiety, the doubts, Devla. I pray that we all grow spiritually closer to you, Devla. We are nothing without you, Lord. We, are, we cannot do nothing, anything without you, Lord. You are our Lord and Savior, Devla. I pray that every single person listening, Devla, and in this group chat that will come closer and hear your word and fulfill your purpose that you have planned Most for everyone, us, Devla. I pray that all the non-believers and all the people that have doubts, to make a change, just like how Jesus turned water into wine, something that is pure, but would turn something into sweet, something into a miracle, Devla. I pray for more testimonies, Lord. I pray for this world to be abundance and full of happiness and joy, Devla. Yes, Lord. This world is too sad, Lord. We need to be lifted, Devla, and touched. Be closer. I pray that we grow closer together in fellowship, devil, to lift one of another, not to tear us down or tear us apart, but to grow as one in your name, Devla. Yes, in Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Bless you team. Praise the Lord and praise God. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seeking the Kingdom. God willing. We plan to have a new episode for you every Friday and every Saturday morning. Please continue to be a part of what God is doing at Kingdom of God Ministry in Miami, Florida. We kindly ask that you share this episode, describe and follow us. It would help to show to reach other people that we may further the Kingdom of God. We also ask that you keep us at the church in your daily prayers. God bless.